Hello, and welcome to Cal Folk on the Cushion, a podcast about country music, consciousness, and getting better. I'm Sam Retton. Uh, thank you, as always, for your support. Um, today, as I had mentioned last week, um, will be the remainder of my interview with my friend Kelly Kaplan. Um, and we're touching on subjects such as like sobriety, expectations, uh, etc., etc. So I'll go ahead and get that going and I will speak at you again at the end. The idea of like what it means to sit with yourself and to like really like see the patterns in your mind and stuff. Um, and I, I still haven't been very good at meditating, but I have been really good at like seeing a, a thing that I'm trying to do um, in a relationship or something and like not loving what I see and kind of being a little disgusted with myself. And um, I don't know. I love, I love Pima Chodron. I hope I'm saying that right so much because she really, she really kind of makes being ugly. Okay. You know, whatever ugly means. Yeah. <laughs> like, and even trying to name um, a behavior like that, a behavior is just a behavior and it's like it, it produces certain emotions and maybe those emotions are, are painful for others or for yourself. But, um, you know, like you don't want to just like label it ugly because and then you're, you're not, that's not like creating a good dialogue with yourself because inevitably we're going to fuck up you know, and we can't keep like looking at new age culture, positive, I I guess uh, self-improvement culture with like this, you know, like I'm trying to ascend, (laughs) like I'm trying to ascend all of the ugliness. What is that me? And I'm perfect now. (laughs) I drink my kale. I'm going to Paltrow. Um, Yeah, eleven, eleven to claim. <laughs> eleven, eleven to claim. <laughs> Thank and I love this this part. Um, so Pima Chodron is like in this book is talking about a specific type of Tibetan meditation, and it is um, like I said, I'm not, I haven't been really good at like studying this, but talking about Lojong practice, practice, which is like um, it's called mind training so it has like it has tongle in the meditation and then which i'm i'm still learning about i'm like not at the point where where she talks about how to do it and there's the meditation piece and then there's the slogan piece and there's um so many slogans and that are just like kind of meant to to open up your heart so like to get you to bod hichita that open heart space. Um, and a lot of like the first three without going super into it, um, pretty much it's talking about like anything, like there is no certainty. There is, you know, you have to, and you have to be okay with that. Um, one of them talks about like pulling the rug underneath yourself, like whoever you think you are, you're not really like, it's likely not who you are. It's just passing, passing moments and stuff like that. And the whole point of like meditating is to like, sit with sit with the emotions and the beings and beingness that that is that 
you are experiencing, but like letting it pass and like labeling your thoughts as thinking. Um, one of her metaphors is like, like you touch a thought, like it's a bubble and you go thinking and it goes pop. Yeah. Which pops. I really love. Yep. But um, one of, so she talks about a slogan that's, that goes by self-liberate, even the antidote. Um, and that's, and she says, in case you understood, examine the nature of unborn awareness, um, which I think is in reference to like, examine your nature to, to be kind of like, like a clean slate. I don't know. Like you can be pretty much a clean slate of a human any moment. Um, so I guess she says, let go even of that understanding, the pride, the security, the sense of ground. So um, I guess examine the, the, un, the nature of unborn awareness is like examine the uncertainty or be, sit with the uncertainty that there is no security. Like you can't just like claim a personality or a way of being and it's going to actually make you any more certain or secure in the world that we live in because it is always changing because of our experiences and right. things. Um, so she says the antidote that you're being asked to liberate is shunyata itself. Let go of even the notion of emptiness, openness, or space, you know? So even let go of emptiness because emptiness is a thing, I guess. But um, she says, having the rug pulled out from under you is a big opportunity to, cha to change your fundamental pattern. It's like changing the DNA. One way to pull out your own rug is just by letting go, lightening up, and being more gentle and not making such a big deal. And this is the part that I was just like, yes. This approach is very different from practicing affirmations, which has been a popular thing to do in some circles. Affirmations are like screaming that you're okay in order to overcome this whisper that you're not. That's a big contrast to actually uncovering the whisper, realizing that it's a passing memory, and moving closer to all those fears and all those edgy feelings that maybe you're not okay. Well, no big deal. None of us is okay and all of us are fine. <laughs> it's not just one way. We are walking, talking paradoxes. And I just love that so much because it's so like I've I think that's part of the reason why I could never get into like you can heal your own life or fucking 30 31 days of miracles things like you know what I mean like affirmations don't do anything for me if I'm feeling so far away from from that like you're okay you're doing great and then I'm sitting there like there's I'm not okay you know and I think that's like this whole, <laughs> this whole experience of this year and any year, but this year, especially because I think we've had more time to sit and feel, um, it, there's been a lot of like trying to tell myself that I'm okay when I'm not, and then completely, you know, completely ignoring it. So that's like, I think being, being more, more present with all of the ways that a person can be, um, so that at some point that I can be so at some point I can just like be there and like hold all of myself like you're okay bro it's cool like you don't want to you don't it's cool bro like hey, bro it's cool. it's cool to not be cool you know <laughs> like trying to like talk to like there like myself like it's all good that you're not all good like no one's judging you no one's like gonna like hate you because you're not smiling and like giggling like an idiot like you're gonna be great 
you're great no matter what. Right. You're great even if you're not great. You're not even great. You're just you. And that's okay. Like, you don't even have to label it. And yeah. so I just wish I could sit still, <laughs> like, more often and just let the feelings pass over me. So that's the part I think that I'm working on right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, sort of familiar with um, Lo Jong and Tong Len. Um, and I think that both are really great. And I also think that, like, that passage is like, that's kind of, I feel like been the theme of my year. It also reminds me of, um, I don't remember if it was Ram Dass or Sharon Salzberg or where I read this, but like sometimes the um, the easiest way to an open heart yeah. is a broken heart. And like, sometimes it's just those like really raw, not okay, feelings that like shake us out of this um like trance we're in that like like everything has to be okay and I think like once um once you start realizing that and you start living more from a place of like authenticity and like um just awareness of what each moment is some people (laughs) this is what's frustrating for me is um sometimes when I just name what's happening in my experience or something people have this rush to be like oh it's okay though like it's gonna be okay like you're doing great (laughs) like okay what I just told you that I don't feel great and that's like okay I'm not asking you to like fix it I'm just letting you know this is how I feel and I'm okay with how I feel I won't feel this way in five minutes probably I'm just letting you know right now this is how I feel so that's my frustration with um like learning to be more mindful of my moment to moment experience because like it's easy like this is why I understand like spiritual communities so much better because like once you start bringing some of that shit out into the real world people are like (laughs) wait what (laughs) like you're okay with the fact that like do you feel that way like you don't you don't need anything for that like you're not trying to do like an impulse purchase right now or like, you know, trying to like hook up with someone to fix that or what? Dang, are you calling me out? Just kidding. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I've made so many impulse purchases. Well, not impulse. I, I get an impulse about it and then I research the shit out of it till I barely yeah. care. But <laughs> I definitely been impulsive impulse purchasing by like I think it was a little more intention of just like like I'm gonna go to people's records and I'm gonna get some cassette tapes. I'm gonna walk out with some cassette tapes and listen, you know what I mean? Even though like I don't have to, like I don't need to do this, but I'm doing it because I said <laughs> I'm gonna do it. You know? yeah. I just yeah. Yeah, you decided. That's I fine. Made a you made free a will, free baby. Free will. <laughs> But I feel like, no, and I, um, gosh, I mean, I realize that my inability to sit with myself when I'm having a hard time um, and just like, you know, be there has affected the way I expect others to react when they're having a hard time. So for example, with my partner, I mean, when he's having a hard time, he has to, I mean, his, his trauma is down to like sensory stuff. So like, everything has to be dark. His eyes are also blue. So he has probably extra sensitivity. Um, 
like no talking can't even like communicate you know like needs to be left alone and I would like in my brain I would get so um impatient just like why are you being this way like why are you doing this to me you know why aren't you talking to me and it's like but if I started talking to me if I I the reason I'm, I'm thinking that is because I talk to myself like that because I'm so like not understanding of myself and it's like why am I you know so I realized like when you when I try to 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 just to be gentler with myself. I mean, this whole book's about opening up your heart and keeping it soft so you have more compassion for others, but you have to start with yourself because if you yeah. don't, if you don't like change the language that you use in your own mind, I mean, that's just going to bleed into how you react to other people around you, especially the ones that are closest to you. So it's, you know, it's definitely like being able to just be like also reaching out to people just to bear witness and be like, Hey, I don't feel good. This is where I'm at. I'm still trying to learn to get that way too, because I have in the past tried to fix shit for other people. Um, and I probably have done it the exact thing to you. Like everything's going to be okay. And it's like, my boyfriend doesn't need to hear that when he's having a hard time. He just, he needs to hear nothing from nobody. <laughs> like, you know, he just needs to, he's like trying to deal with the dialogues in his mind. So um, yeah, this whole process is definitely, helping me be okay with like or or helping me understand that like knowing that these feelings and emotions and experiences are non-permanent should assist me in experiencing a little bit more as long as I understand them as non-permanent in the moment and like I think that's the trick too is like having a reminder like that mindfulness reminder that like this is happening right now this is your experience but it's not forever. And therefore it is not like really an integral part of who you are. Even this is just something you're going through. So why are you looking at yourself? Like you're this tainted, terrible person for having a fleeting moment. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's like so easy to get stuck in everything too. And I know I, I get like that. And then like what happens is I take it to social media and then like 30 minutes later, I'm like, man, all right, I'm gonna delete that real quick because I, I feel like an idiot. Oh my god! Yeah, totally. <laughs> all- Where I'm just like, someone hear me, and that's an old pattern. I know. Um, that yeah. I think I've, I've, I mean, we're, 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 we grew up on the internet, you know. Talk about like a whole adding a whole dimension of stress to a human being's life. It's like you have to think about how you are and on the internet to other people how people see you like I stand like that's a lot mental real estate um where that whether it's going where I was going with that but it definitely like social media has added a whole dimension I think to to that whole like identity crisis and when I'm not feeling good like how much of myself should I even show like I've I've learned that I get really cool feedback when I'm real about my feelings and people are like, oh my God, me too. Thank you for posting that kind of stuff, you know? So I know, like I see the good in in being real on the internet, but it's like so hard to let myself do that. And no matter the way I look at it, it's like I'm still trying really hard to think about how I'm being seen there. So the like, however you engage, even if the intentions are 
like good and they're meant to to try to be like hey this it's okay to not be okay here i am i'm not being okay right now cool it's so hard it's still so premeditated so i'm like fuck like do i don't even want people to see that i just i'd rather like talk to my friends when i'm having a hard time one-on-one you know because it's not about it's still not yeah it's more about my feelings and not about like how i'm showing them i don't know yeah that's something i'm like really trying to figure out especially Mm -hmm. after taking my like month off i'm like i noticed a lot of like when i would get in like a thought and i'm like oh i wish i could tweet that right now or whatever but then i'm like okay but why like what do you need out of that is it like could you text it to a friend if it's not worth texting then is it worth posting but like now since i got back on i'm like posting all kinds of shit and i'm like why though especially because you know like after my last relationship and like some of the shit that he said i'm like okay people are watching me and people are forming really weird opinions of me and people are getting me all wrong and i feel watched and i feel uncomfortable and i'm like okay well then why am i still here (laughs) and also why does it matter totally like what is i mean vibe check what's happening (laughs) vibe check dude yeah it's like i have i posted you know me talking on the into to my phone a few times about things that i was passionate about but the last time i did that um like i just did one about skating but the last time i did one before that i like completely deleted it because i'm like what am i even fucking saying like in the middle of me trying to make a point i was pretty much trying to talk shit on people that get like like order drinks that are just like heavy cream lattes and i kept that i was eventually like why am i talking shit about people for making free will choices you know what i mean (laughs) i've talked shit about the same thing though especially when they get like seven stevias in it i'm like what is wrong with you healthy diets first of all suck if you love the way it tastes that's great but i think it just annoys me that people are trying to lose weight by drinking like cups of heavy cream yeah 16 ounces of heavy and cream it's like, and it doesn't matter if you don't lose weight but the fact that you are doing it because somebody told you that's how you lose weight makes me so pissed off but I mean in the middle of right. me like posting these videos I was just kind of like dissolving and deconstructing my own reason for having this opinion you know so I'm like god I'm just such an impermanent person yeah. now <laughs> like I can't I know, <laughs> it's it's so, it really stressful. is so stressful and I know like want to be a um internet personality yeah and i feel like i've leaned into that i mean our friend sylvia once said that i'm like an influencer <laughs> and i was just like ah! <laughs> i'm sorry i hope that it hurt or ruin your audio <laughs> but that's how i feel no, I'm sure it's i was like gross i don't like that's as gross as a cup of heavy cream to me <laughs> you know <laughs> like I don't want to be an influencer. Right. But I mean, if it's like influencing people to like do better, then like I'm like, cool. I would hope that like my presence on this earth somehow inspires yeah. that in someone. But um other than that, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> you know, that's that's definitely like I don't know. And I definitely I like I I always liked being real about where I'm at and how I feel on the internet, but I don't want to do it in a way where people are like, oh my God, you are so great. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Like, I don't want to get attention. And I mean, but I do want it. Like, I know, right. like, the, I, I posted a grouping of selfies when I was feeling not good about myself. And I got a lot of feedback on it and it was great, but I still felt pretty empty. I was just like, why am I getting all this? Like, why do I want this feedback? I clearly post it because I want feedback. So I can't even say that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like an existential thing for me. Like I just proving to myself that I can look cute in a picture, but then it's also like, why am I trying to look cute in, in this picture? And I see myself judging my friends that are like showing off a lot, showing off themselves, really just like exposing. And, and it's like, why are they doing that? And it's like, I'm almost like judging them for something that I've been doing since I was like 15 years old, you know? And I'm just kind of like, what are we doing? Like, what are, you know? But I, I just don't want to, I don't want to judge people again for like their free will. Cause I, I've, it, the reason I'm doing it is because I judge myself. So there I go again, like deconstructing these opinions that I'm forming and these judgments that I have. And I just like, I think that's just the part about social media that's just really hard is, is like, I feel like so many of us are not being genuine a lot of the time and I like I get like pissed seeing yeah. it you know like I start I get going to Henry Rollins mode and his Henry Rollins Rollins mode is like real black and white like he tries to like whatever but if you could see the you that I see when I see you see me you'd see things real differently believe me you know <laughs> like that poem that's how I feel <laughs> I'm like, that's how I feel. I'm like, guys, what are we doing here? Like, why are we even on this thing? What are we trying to prove? What are we trying to prove? Like, yeah. what am I trying to prove? I got nothing, got to, nothing prove. to prove. <laughs> <laughs> no gods, no masters. Nothing to lose, man. Like, what the heck? All, those All the slogans. Put them on All a those hardcore slogans. Wear, wear them to shirt, you I know? got... Wear, <laughs> Got some on t-shirts. Oh man. I got one on my wrist. Stay, Stay true. true. To what? To who? To what? Okay, so that's a good segue into I think sobriety talk a little bit. Stay true. Yeah. You have been like decidedly straight edge for pretty much the whole time I've known Neil. And um that's something I've always admired about you. That you have stayed true, you know. But it's like for me. I've, I've like had to approach it from a different point. I've had a, I've had a really hard time with any kind of, any kind of, um, again, routine and also staying, having a certain decision, life decision serve me down the line. Um, you know, like making, make, I make like, and even my partner talks about this. He's like, sometimes like you make a really vast decision about something like a very hard hard and fast decision and then like two weeks later you're not doing that thing anymore when like literally you were just speaking so vehemently or whatever about being this way and then now you're not That's yeah true both of us, I think. <laughs> for sure I'm just like I am gonna be this I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dress like Santa Claus every goddamn fucking day I don't care what anyone tells me and then like all of a sudden I look like an elf and I'm like, I know. That's why we're friends, <laughs> though. Because we, we, like, get, we go off on the, on, like, yeah. fanciful whims. <laughs> and then we don't care, like, two weeks later. Is, and I've been asking myself, like, is this depression? Like, is this what that is? Or am I just okay with, like, jack of all trades, master of none? You know? Is that, like, kind of, I just like to dabble. I'm a dabbler. 
Yeah, I feel like I'm a dabbler. Sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe it's it's a right. Sagittarius thing. That's me trying to just blame it on astrology. <laughs> blame it but... on the rain. <laughs> um, yeah, well, and that's the thing about alcohol. So, like, with alcohol and drugs. I So, let's say I did, uh, in September, I did Sober September. That was my, I abstained. And my partner did too, which was really helpful. But we were, um, we were smoking a lot and it was like mostly herbs, a little bit, a little bit of, um, an illicit green substance and some tobacco. So I pretty much like was getting addicted to tobacco and, you know, my partner and I both agreed, like it it was just getting to that point where we were not wanting to do it because we were like physically not feeling good about it. And then we were doing it anyway because it became a habit. So a habit that I don't want, like, it's crazy. The habits I'm good at are the ones I do not want, like, just like decidedly in my brain and in my heart and soul. So we stopped and then we, you know, we, October 1st came, we were like, let's, 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 let's let's smoke one for the team kind of thing. No tobacco, no more of that. But, you know, um, there's, there's some available to us. So we were like, let's, let's try it out, you know? And it's felt like the first time I did it, I just like realized how tense I had been probably because I hadn't been like doing any kind of meditating or stretching or any other ways of soothing, you know, self-soothing that are more like better. And I still kind of don't see a reason for me to do it. But like, so like, you know, that's kind of the relationship I have with the, with the marijuana. I shouldn't say that because that's, that's actually, um, I think create like that word was created by like Nixon or some shit. So cannabis, which is like a very racialized word, not created by white people. So we're going to put that word to bed. This is me being humble, <laughs> deconstructing what I'm saying in the, in the moment. So cannabis. Um, so I think I can like take that or leave it, but I have been even, so with like, when it comes to alcohol, I mean, I literally read a book that made me feel like, fuck, alcohol is terrible. And I even have like, I've been in conversation with a friend who also like no longer, who I like gave the book to, to read. And it's just like, if you read about alcohol, you read what it does to the human body. I mean, there's literally no reason anybody should drink it. You know what I mean? Like there is no reason. It does, and it's, it does absolutely nothing for the human body. Like the wine is not even that good for you. Like all those studies that people like that happened in the eighties that have since been disproven, like there's no reason to do it. But I even now have found myself like, it's beautiful outside. The weather is changing. Um, it's getting cold. Like what I'd love, I'd love to just have like a nice hot toddy. You know what I mean? And it's like, what, what is that? when my brain knows that there's no reason for me to do this thing, like, why is it that I want, that I'm kind of like starting to kind of convince myself, like, should I do it? You know what I mean? I don't know what that is. You know, I don't know if it's because like my partner doesn't, he doesn't see a problem with like drinking every now and then and stuff like that. Um, And I kind of like, don't see that as a problem either, but like, for me, I'm still, it's like why I just feel like so in flux and so not grounded in any identity right now that I'm just like, why am I making, why do I not make or make the decisions that I have made, you know? And why do I have this like habit of making like these stead, this like really just fast and hard, like whatever, if I'm not like, if I'm not truly grounded in that as my truth, like what's my truth basically, you know, am I, am I like, is this a substance abuse issue? Is this like, 
am I having a hard time like quitting something right now? Or does it really not that matter that much to me either way for myself? You know, I don't know. I'm a huge harm reductionist as it is. Like I'm huge, you know, do what you have to do for yourself, you know, yeah. whatever your experience is. Yeah. Um, like do what you got to do. Um, try to pass no judgment on folks who make decisions for themselves. Um, and I've noticed like with like my boyfriend and I, I mean, we clearly, we took this month off because we were like, we need to take a month off and we need to find some clarity. So what is it like, do I want to continue? Can I, can I retain clarity with while still partaking in certain substances? You know, is it a matter of just being, knowing when like I'm there's something that I'm avoiding, so I should stop and then stopping. But is it okay if I partake again? I mean, what the fuck? Like, I just don't know. And I think that's, for me, being, being that I guess in my experience, I have, my experience with substances does not involve a rock bottom of any kind. It involves some uncomfortable experiences, um, but not any kind of rock bottom where I feel like my, I'm completely out of control. And is it because I'm looking like when I read this book, it was like, it took me to church. It made me feel like, Oh, the per this person that's speaking is like so vehement and so like con has speaking with such conviction. And that kind of like, was it that for me, like this person lives their life and they have this like vast, like, certainty about who they are and who they are as somebody who cannot do this thing and their story is like holly whitaker specifically um uh, quit like a woman is the name of of the book that i'm referencing and her experience with alcohol is very like very rock bottom oriented very this very that you know and it's just kind of like okay that's not my experience do i really do i really need to quit like is like, do I, do I really want to quit? Do I want to be a non-drinker? And like, if I don't, why do I not want to quit? Do I want to just be able to participate whenever the fuck I want? You know, like for the same reason that I couldn't be vegan, you know, like there's some, some things that I'm just like, I like, I'm partly because of like any kind of restriction when it comes to food is really hard for me because of my own like eating disordered or disordered eating, whatever um experiences but also like so I I have the where like it's you know like I just I would I would do a vegan thing and then I would not because I'm like I can't like restriction is really hard for me so I like maybe I'm dealing with that's something I'm grappling with right now as I have had a full month of clarity and I'm still trying to figure my my shit out you know, and if I decide that I want to still partake in drinking, is that going to make me a loser, like a bad quitter, you know, like a quit quitting, you know what I mean? Is it going to like, I don't like, I'm, I feel so in flux right now in regards to the person that I want to be. And like, it's just like really hard. <laughs> like, it's just really hard to like hold on to like, why, why should I do it? Why should I not? Is it okay for humans just to want to do things that aren't necessarily even good for them? Like, is that, nor that that's normal for sure. That's normalized. Ideologically, I feel so like the world's burning. It doesn't even matter unless I like, unless it's a life or death situation for me, which it's not. Why am I restricting myself? You know, I still drink fucking Coca-Cola. You know, so I think like right. 
I think that's, I don't know, that's sort of, I've, I always constantly look for somebody outside myself to tell me what the right way to live is. But then I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm starting to do, even to like the decisions I've made for myself. So I guess maybe I should look at like why I'm not making certain decisions. But anyway, in any case, I guess what I'm trying to say is like trying to have a, a very strict moral standing of any kind that's not that beyond like social justice and human rights, which will never flux for me. But like having a strict standing, like a moral standing in regards to myself and my own behavior is not something that I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if that's something that's like, I don't know if I can do that. Right. I think that like, I don't know if that's for me. I, I don't like, and I, that's a really hard thing to come to terms with because I honor folks that are, that quit alcohol. Like there's, there's some kind of purity to it, you know, just like people like Pima Chodron, a monk, like a Buddhist nun who's chosen a life of routine, you know, but perhaps she also deals with this kind of stuff. Like, but, um, but like, I really admire people who are able to like make decisions about their lives and stay with them, you know, like you, I mean, you made this decision and you have like, you have indeed stayed true when I'm still just like, I still sometimes feel like I'm figuring out who I am. I don't know. Thoughts and opinions. <laughs> We're all figuring out who we are. And like, sometimes I wonder why I'm still so like stuck mm -hmm. on my morals, you know, like sometimes I'm like, is that a problem too? Like identifying too much with like vegan, straight edge, queer, whatever, like in the end, does any of right. that matter? Or is, is it important that anyone knows it? That I don't know. Those are things that I grapple with a lot, kind of on a similar wavelength. Like, what what's the point in identifying with anything? Like, past the point of building community, which, like, I haven't built much community right. around it. So I don't know why why a label matters to me anymore. But, you know, my my bio everywhere still says XVX. Yeah. But still, so it's still so cool know. to me though, because it's like you, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you've carved cool. like it's it's weird because for me, I like I have read and listened to and understood why it's important to be sober, why it's important, like why vegan is you know the choices behind being vegan, um, and even my my partner, I mean, has had much bigger aspirations for being vegan than I have for like the political reasons for the you know the industrial issues and stuff therein all of that um and i've even had to sit here and argue with him like there like there is no good reason to drink alcohol it's not good for your body at all like ever and i still believe that but i still kind of like want to do it you know and it's sort of like am i yeah. really that brainwashed by culture or do i just like not want anything like i just don't want to have any identity like hold this like thing for me because it creates it's like another situation that creates pressure to be something a certain way all of the time and it's like I don't want to be a certain way all of the time I don't want to be like a stand-up citizen or a model citizen or or fucking like inf good influencer or whatever for anybody ever you know what I mean and sometimes I put myself in a position where like I have to be this like way you know yeah and yeah, you know, too. people almost like expect you to be a certain way. 
And it's like, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> you know, I want to be, yeah, like, you don't know me. I don't even know me, clearly, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Watch me, bitch. <laughs> and I feel like it's just, it's, yeah, that's like, that's kind of where I'm at with my sobriety. Like, I, you know, I'm just kind of like, why am I even choosing to do this for myself? You know, and it doesn't mean that I want to, like, throw caution to the wind and like hang out and party you know I'm just tired of being inside like I don't I I don't I certainly if I if I do so choose to partake in this thing I want to it to be intentional and if I find that there's no intentional good intentional way for me to do that then like you know but I I really am trying to like maybe what I'm trying to say is I'm like I'm trying to live my life where I'm really just I'm checking in with myself every moment no matter what no matter who I am, what I look like, how I dress, what color I dye my hair, what decisions I make. I want, you know, to always have that kind of feedback process, not feedback, but that analytical process in my own mind and heart. So I know that I can trust myself everywhere I go because I don't, I don't want to feel like I can't trust myself. And I think that that's like where I'm at, you know, I'm trying to I don't know, trying to put these rules on my existence for me because I think it's going to make, make me better somehow. But it's like the, 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 the inner child in me is saying like, you can't tell me what to do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, why do, why are you trying to be a fucking stand-up citizen, you know, like not that stand-up citizen is a, is a, is a problematic term anyway, but like a role model of some kind for other people. But like, maybe, maybe I'm just too married, too impermanent to, to like mm. want to have a label for myself, you know, of any kind. I don't even like calling myself a drummer, you know, that's imposter syndrome too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't like calling myself, well, like you said, like, I don't, I'm definitely not straight, but even like calling myself queer is like, I don't really like to call myself queer either because I don't feel like it's an identity for me. I'm just like, I'm just me, you know, I don't need the community. I don't need to be recognized by anyone because, because I have a support system, fortunately for me of people that whoever I am, they're there to love me no matter what, you know, unless I like do something really bad, but, um, or hurt somebody very purposefully, terribly, whatever, what have you. Um, so I don't really like, it's like those, the names and the labels, I think are like, they do create a sense of community and you help find the community that you need to survive. But I don't need that. I don't think. So I'm just sitting here like, I'm just being me, but I'm trying to like put a label on myself. That's just not gonna. And then there's that piece of me that's like, you know, this emoji <laughs> like, right. I don't think anyone will be able to see this, but it's the, the cross, the lady with doing the X, not for straight edge, but for no, yeah. uh, I can't go for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know lately, like I keep thinking like, you know what? I don't want anyone to know me besides like people who need to know me, like close friends. I don't want people to think about me. I don't want people to see me. I just want to yeah. just be. And just, you know, interact with people when I need to interact with them. Like, if someone comes into my life or I come into their life, like, that's chill. And it can be what it is in that time. I don't need to hold on to it. They don't need to hold on to me. They don't need an expectation. I don't need to expect anything. And 
uh, yeah, ultimately a lot of it doesn't matter because it's impermanent and like, I'm not failing anyone. And I am kind of like worried about right. like one of my friends that I've spoken to about this and how we really have connected over not wanting to participate in like drinking culture. And that's the thing. I don't really want to participate in drinking culture either. I just like, if I decide that I want to like partake in a beverage of a certain kind of a certain yeasty brand, you know, I like want to be able to do that without, I want to be able to do anything without feeling like I am disappointing somebody, you know, and just in general, like, I don't, I don't want to make any decisions based off of like what I'm worried about people thinking of me, you know, like, I just, I just want to be able to, to do whatever feels right in the moment. So long as it's not a behavior that is like unhealthy extremely unhealthy I guess because like drinking is still unhealthy so it's like but like who like what 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 is it what's going on you know so so I don't know but like I I definitely don't want to feel like I can't do something because of us other people like I want to do what I want to do and I'll make my decisions based off of like what feels right for me and not worry so much about whether how people will view me disappointing somebody um you know I I just I just don't want like people to get any ideas of who I am ever either because it's like people it's almost like people well I've done it before I've disappointed myself by having expectations of other people as like realistic or unrealistic as they might be um but it's just like I still chose to have expectations and that person didn't ask me to and didn't probably didn't want me to so why would I I don't want that for myself either I don't want people to have expectations of me and have like the relationship that I have with them be so much like so have so much weight on the decisions I make for myself that only affect me like you can't tell me what to do (laughs) So I like, I, I don't know. It's, I grapple with it because like, I think I'm obsessed with purity of like having yeah. a sense of purity, yeah. which it again creates this false, for me, creates this false sense of certainty in a world that is so terribly uncertain. So as long, as long as I'm not doing anything that aids in me not being conscious, a conscious person, I think I'm okay with what, whatever I do. As long as I remain a mindful conscious person and you know aim to to not put hurt into the world and stuff so I don't know it's also like a practice and like self-forgiveness I think for like when you set up these rules for yourself and then eventually something happens where you're just like or you make a decision to not honor those rules but then I personally feel guilty for not honoring a rule that I made for myself and it makes me feel like, why is that right. rule there? Like, did I, did, is this, did I put, set this up to self-sabotage myself? Knowing that, like, this isn't something that I actually really want for myself. Whether it's, like, a certain job that I've agreed to or whatever, a certain behavior I told myself I, like, want to start doing. That's where I'm at with that. Everything feels, feels pretty, like, like, I'm still figuring out. But I'm, I'm feeling, I feel really grounded and I, I, I just want to feel like I can trust myself. And I think that's the most important piece to anybody that's doing any kind of self-inquiry is, is creating a relationship with yourself 
so that you trust yourself because I, I think we've spent a lot of time feeling like we couldn't you know we're being told that we can't trust ourselves and I that's not the world I want to live in no more so yes amen <laughs> all right y'all that's it for this week by the time you're listening I will be on a little solo vacation down in uh, the Joshua Tree area. So next week, I will surely be talking about that. In the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at cowfolkonthecushion. The website is cowfolkonthecushion.com. My contact information is there if you don't want to get a hold of me on Instagram. And until next time, um, be sure to subscribe. comment or review um feel free to send me support via anchor and be safe wash your hands wear a mask be kind and i will talk at you next week Mm